The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the eighth chapter. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but he lived in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He had kept under guard, he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then answered him, What is your name? He said, Legion. For what demons had entered him? They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now, there on the hillside, a large herd of swine were feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these, so he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herds rushed down to the steep bank into the water and were drowned. When the, swine's herds, when the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right hand. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with them. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today's gospel that we just heard Lois read for us is the story of the healing of a man possessed by demons uh, who lives uh, among the group of people called the Gerasenes, so he's known as the Gerasene demoniac. <clears throat> um, when I read this particular passage, it, it feels uh, even more foreign uh, than much of the rest of the Bible. Uh, we have stories of a demon possession, possession which feels foreign to us. These people, the Gerasenes, is not a group that comes up frequently in the Bible, so they feel kind of foreign. Um, and so this morning, what I'd like to do is I would just like to lift up a couple of, of ways that we can explore this passage to help remind us that maybe it actually has something to say to us today. 
And I want to lift up, uh, in the first case, a question that the passage raises. Um, and then in the second case, uh, a statement uh, that the, that the, the uh, passage um, emphasizes, I think. Uh, and I'm going to actually ask you to turn to this. I'm not going to go through it exactly chapter and verse, but it may be helpful as we talk through it to have it in front of you there. This is on page 942. Um, it's the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, so page 942. The passage we heard read today begins on verse 26, but I actually want to back up a little bit. It's always helpful, I think, to have a little bit of context with these passages, and in fact, the context is uh, what's going to prompt that question that I think is raised by this passage. So before uh, Jesus gets with his disciples to the country of the Gerasenes where he heals this gentleman, uh, he's been going around in his own area preaching and teaching and healing with his disciples. Um, and if you look at the, the paragraph immediately before the story about the Gerasene demoniac, the, the one that our editors call Jesus Calms a Storm, this is the famous passage where the disciples and Jesus are on the Sea of Galilee. A big storm comes up. Jesus is asleep. The disciples wake him up. They're very, very scared, and he calms the storm. Now, again, remember, these are the disciples who are with him. Uh, they're still, maybe you could say, getting to know him, but in the chapters before this, they've observed what he's done. They've watched him heal people. They've listened to him teach, and now they're in a boat with a storm, they're very scared. Jesus calms the waters, and I want you to pay attention. Again, this is leading up to the question raised by this passage. I want you to pay attention to their response to what Jesus does. This is verse 25 of the eighth chapter of Luke. So he's, he, Jesus has healed the storm. He says, where's your faith? They were afraid and amazed, and they said to one another this, who then is this? So they've already been with Jesus, They've watched him perform miracles. They've listened to him teach. And now they've been in a boat where he, he, he stills the waters. And their response is, huh, I wonder who this guy is. Now, I want you to now move into the story of the healing of the Gerasene demoniac. Um, again, this is a region. I'm not sure there's another place in the Bible where Jesus goes to this region. But certainly the man who's possessed by demons has never met Jesus he doesn't know him. He's never seen him. And yet, in verse 28, Jesus gets off the boat with his disciples after this rocky trip over there. Um, he immediately meets the, the Gerasene demoniac, and we're told this. When he, the demoniac, or the, the man with demons, saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? So, the question, or a question, I think that's a perpetual, eternal question that is lifted up by these two responses, and I'm not necessarily going to answer it for you this morning, I'd like you to sit with it, is why is it that the disciples, the ones closest to Jesus, respond to Jesus, even when he does amazing things, with, huh, I wonder who this guy is, and yet an outsider, someone who's never met Jesus, who doesn't know Jesus, who has no context for Jesus, immediately perceives, oh, you're someone very special. You are the son of the Most High. And by extension, of course, that question can be implied 
to our own faith lives, right? Uh, and again, I'd invite you just to sit with this question in your own lives. When you think about your posture towards this Jesus, is it a posture of, huh, I wonder who this guy is. I wonder what he could do for me. Or is it a posture of bowing down to Jesus, the Son of the Most High? Okay? So that's the question, I think, that's raised by this passage. Now the statement or the conviction. And by the way, to be clear, I'm not suggesting that's the only question, nor am I suggesting this is the only statement or conviction, but I think these, the question and the statement I'm, I'm getting to in a minute are helpful handles for us to take a look at this passage again and recognize, okay, maybe there's something for me here as well. So in the story of the, the healing of the Gerasene demoniac, uh, I want us to pay attention to a very specific word which I think helps provide the lens through which, or a significant and important lens through which we can read this whole passage. And it's in verse 29. Again, uh, so halfway through that first paragraph. And we're told Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. And I want us to focus on that word unclean because it sets the tone for this whole episode, okay? There in that verse, we have the word explicitly unclean, but uncleanliness or uncleanness uh, is implicit throughout this whole passage. Uh, look at verse um, 27, the second half of 27. Again, we're getting a little description of the man, a man of the city who had demons met him, and we're told for a long time he, the man possessed by demons, had no, worn no clothes and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. Tombs were also what? Unclean for Jewish people. And then fast forward, sorry I'm bouncing around here but it makes the point. Verse 32, again we heard this read earlier and the pigs, the swine are a big part of this story. But verse 32, we're told, now there, there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding. What were swine to Jewish people? Unclean, right? Which means that the whole region, if, they're, if they have swine herds and they're raising swine, if they're raising pigs, the whole region is non-Jewish. So we have an unclean spirit, a man who's living in unclean tombs, and they are surrounded by unclean pigs, which leads to this conviction or statement that I do think um, comes out powerfully from this story, no matter when you're reading it, whether it's 2,000 years ago or whether it's the suburbs of uh, Minneapolis in 2019. And that statement or that conviction is this. Jesus will go anywhere. Jesus will go anywhere to save even a single individual. And by the way, I will call your attention to the fact that in this case, that's all he does. He, he tells his disciples in, in this, the country of the Gerasenes, he saves one person. He tells the disciples, hey, let's go across this big lake. They get into a big storm. They go into an unclean area. He heals one man, and he turns right around and goes back home. So again, the conviction is Jesus will go anywhere to save the people he loves. He will cross any sea. He will go into any unclean area 
to be with the people he is seeking out. The flip side of saying that, or the other way to say that, which is maybe just as powerful, maybe more powerful, is there is nowhere, there is nowhere that you can go that is so far away that it's outside the reach of Jesus. There's nowhere you can go emotionally or spiritually or physically that it's beyond Jesus' reach. Jesus wants to be with you. Jesus wants to heal you. Jesus wants to accompany you through the best and the worst parts of your life. And returning to the question that was posed by the first part of this reading, that truth is true. In other words, Jesus wants to be with you. Jesus wants to heal you. And there's nowhere you can go that's outside of Jesus' reach. That's true whether or not you're sitting there thinking, huh, I wonder who this Jesus is, or whether you're bowing down to him as Lord and Savior. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Good and gracious God, we thank you for the witness you give us of your son reaching out through storms and over lakes into unclean areas to save even one of your children. We pray today that you will give us the eyes and the ears to trust that that same son is seeking us out today. Help us to give us the grace to receive your love and also the courage to then extend it to a world in need. In all this we pray in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.